It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fox Across America Game Ball Presentation Ceremony. This week's winner, a first-time winner on the show, a first-time appearance on the show. Very rare that this happens, uh, but Emily Austin, uh, a pal of mine who was on the Gutfeld Show with me Monday night, came by the studio for kind of a 2023 State of the Union. I've kind of like morphed into end-of-the-year mode now with a lot of things wrapping up and I'm pushing a book all week and everything in between. We're trying to make sure sense of the world we're doing it in, and I think we had a pretty concise summation of where we find ourselves heading into 2024. So I found this interview uh, newsworthy and helpful, if anything, because it not only works today, but it would work at any point in the next three weeks. It's a good compass for how to live your life in the holiday season and certainly into the year 2024. So for that, for the functionality aspect, it was funny. It was fun. It was sassy. We made fun of each other, which is pretty par for the course on this show. But most importantly, I felt like it was timelessly good. And for that reason, we give the game ball to Emily Austin. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Hey, girl. Hi. Good to see you. This crowd really went wild. Oh, no, they did. There were sound effects. You and I are going wild. You want to know why we didn't play the clips? Because you're not wearing headphones because you don't need to. But we would have played crowd noise for you to hear and feel excited about. I think I'll be okay. But we did. That's what I mean. You're going to get by. Good to see you, pal. Thanks for coming in. Um, That was a good hang on Gutfeld. I thought it was fun, which was really hard. Like, haha, like Hamas. But then we made it good. We made it. We made it work. This is what's the thing about comedy. Okay, everyone needs to know this. We were walking around the green room like, really? Hamas in the A block? This is going to bomb, no pun intended. And, yeah, we just pulled it out because I think the whole – this is the key to comedy. Okay, it's atmospheric. Mm. If the vibe is cool, you can do cool stuff. If the vibe is like, oh, dude, then you don't feel like you have the environment for the jokes to happen in. Yeah, so the I, rest of the blocks are really fun, though. Yeah, no, the whole show was great. And I listen, I usually sometimes... I love violating 10-year-olds, like, <laughs> making fun of them, bullying them. So fun. So the 10-year-old she was talking about, and this has been a consistent theme in the year 2023, okay, is there's a lot of, like, pretend grievance. Like, yeah. when we're talking about proper emoji portrayals... <laughs> You know what I mean? Remember when the people like, well, yeah, these these yellow beings aren't inclusive enough. Yeah. But they started based on a being that doesn't exist. Yeah. But then we started to police them as yeah. if they needed to be representative. This thing that doesn't exist needs to be more representative of things that do. Isn't that indicative of a broken societal compass? This is like one of the millions of things that we've just ruined for ourselves. I don't know if you watched yes. that episode of Gutfeld, but- we canceled bird watchers because yes. the names of the birds were not inclusive and they were racist. <laughs> and I'm like, who the F knows the species of birds so well to yeah. the point they're like, that's racist. Listen, and why? Anyone with the free time and the capacity for boredom to commit right. to bird watching deserves <laughs> to do it on whatever terms they want. He's talking to you, Tom Shillow. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired, <laughs> Emily Austin. But it's true. The point of the book I wrote. Uh, is an A to Z cancel culture dictionary, an A to Z guide to winning the war on fun. You just kind of <laughs> the th- war on that's fun. That's what it's called, right here. 
There it is. Fox Nation cameras go bananas. But why do I say that? Because we're policing sources of fun. Yeah. Is that C was, comedy? Because comedy was, was canceled? Yeah. And oh, I really? Actually, yeah. We oh, talk good. about it. And yeah. I explained to people how we kind of recalibrated the world this year. And it, this has been over the course of several years. Social yeah. media kind of brought this on. But we started to police the places we went to get away from the policing. You know what I mean? That's yeah. like my mantra, like defund the joke police. Yeah. Who cares? Like the world's on fire. It's not comedians. But we spend more time going after comedians than we do criminals, like as a collective. Yeah, facts, actually. Yeah. Isn't it bizarre, though? It's like so weird. Yeah. I told you this like after Gutfeld. Mm. I really think it comes from like, not to get too deep here, yeah, like yeah. a lack of attention. Yeah. Like when you need attention, you'll go to the highest extremes to find something to make yourself sound like you're a victim mm -hmm. to then like get people's sympathy. And yes. it's like, I feel bad for you. Uh, it is. You sad. need to cancel birds. How sad are you? <laughs> birds, man. Emily Austin's in studio. The crowd went wild. You should have been here. Anyway. <laughs> but it's true. And I think we've incentivized outrage. Like, so my theory in the year 2023. Okay, you tell me if this holds any sway. Is I don't think anyone's offended. I think I think like one percent of the people are offended. I think ninety nine percent of them know that there's currency that comes from saying I'm offended. Like I want a promotion at Netflix because Dave Chappelle offended me. But I don't think they truly go home and like cry. I think they just see it as a business model. What do you think of that? Yes and no. I feel like genuinely they're not offended, but they've almost conditioned themselves to become triggered by everything like or i saw look for it definitely yeah. right like i see like transgenders who visibly look like the opposite gender that they identify as yeah getting mad that people are misgendering you i'm sorry honey <laughs> if you have a beard if you have a beard and you look like a dude and you're fat and you're seven feet tall i'm gonna think you're a dude it's not because i'm transphobic it's because yeah. i thought you were a dude this so if you're gonna throw a fit and try to cancel me for misgendering you which harvard cares more about than <laughs> jews genocide on campus then fine but um it's, it's very insensitive that you misgendered a lady like me. Yeah, with the voice like I that. I know. We're like, not exactly, as yeah, a matter of fact. you have a beard. Sorry. You're making great points. And this is the part that I think of about all of, like, the performative censorship and outrage and everything in between that was really exposed, though. This is the one thing I think we benefited from in 2023. I think the college kids did us a favor. Not that we enjoy or approve of anti-Semitism. Right. But the ship has now sailed on censoring speech at colleges. And as a comic, like, this is how it started. I don't think so. You think they're still going to try to push back on conservative views? No, they're, they're censoring conservative views, but they, they let the free speech on the hate For speech their side. side prevail. So it's like when I made fun of my classmate because she identified as a cat, uh -huh. I had consequences. But yeah. when they say hail Hitler, it's all good. <laughs> so it's like they're, they're selectively allowing the free speech to whatever fits their narrative. And a great point, Emily Austin, is that they try to give it more nuance than it has. They're like, well, they said hail Hitler. I mean, they could have been hailing a taxi. I mean, let's, let's not... <laughs> Let's not just the context matters. Yeah, let's not conflate this with Nazism just yet. Hail Hitler is a lot of maybe it's hailing out. Yeah, and you thought exactly. you saw a guy who looked like Hitler. You know, it's insane. But I think they've been exposed on a level that if you're right to say maybe they won't uh, give conservative speech a free pass on their campus. But I think society realizes now collectively how full of it they are. Is I, that fair? I think it's, yes, it's loosening up for sure. Yeah. I said something, I was like, guys, I'm done. I, I go to my family, guys, I'm canceled after today uh -huh. for saying something completely normal. I said trans woman, alleged woman, shouldn't be in Miss Universe as a Miss Universe judge. And I'm like, guys, watch, I'm done. Everyone agreed with me. Really? And I was like, That's progress. Messiah's coming. That's progress. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> But progress. it is. It's progress. It's progress. We're getting back to like a, a, a norm that's still not normal, but yep. it's more normal than well, where we're at. Great points. You know where like this is where cancel culture screwed it up. 
okay, is they created a gap between what people believed to be true and what they were willing to say in public. Mm -hmm. And what you're speaking to is the fact that that gap is closing. People are now more apt to call out a Leah Thomas or a Will Thomas than they were a year and a half ago because they were horrified. Publicly, yeah. What's yeah. funny is like privately, and I love just outing everyone. Yeah. You know, I work with athletes yep, all day, yep. and uh -huh. I go to the best athletes in the NBA, tennis, and I go to them. Just tell it to me straight. Cameras are off. You think it's fair if Djokovic identified as a woman and destroyed Serena Williams? Just look me in <laughs> yeah, the yeah, eye yeah, and say yeah, you think yeah, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, God, no, that's not fair. And I'm like, but you'll never say that. Never. They're like, no, well, why should we lose our millions of dollars? And yeah. I'm like, for society, your and kids <laughs> are going to grow up. It's <laughs> <laughs> for the greater good of the world. Let's talk about it. I have a clip I play on the show a lot. It's Serena Williams mm -hmm. on Letterman 2013. He's talking to her about playing Andy Murray. And she's like, I would lose six love, six love, six love in five minutes. Could we, wait, can you send that to me? Can yeah. we like resurface? Do you want to throw on headphones and I'll play it for you? Can we Are we going to damage your hair? Clip? You can just put them around your ear. She's a huge messy. diva, you guys. What you have no call? idea. She refused to make eye contact with the staff. It's been very Oh my God, that's slander. I'm kidding, Emily Austin. Are you ready? I'm offended. Are you ready? <laughs> she's triggered. She left. Hey does no home here, but Emily Austin does. Here we go. For me, tennis and men's tennis and women's tennis are completely almost two separate sports. So I'm like, if I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0, in five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes, because, it's not, no, it's it, true. It's honestly, true. It's a completely, really. it's a completely different sport. The men are a lot faster oh and me, and um, they, they get, they serve harder, they hit hard. It's just a different game. Mm -hmm. And I love to play women's tennis and I, I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. I would not do the tour. I wouldn't do Billie Jean any justice. So Andy, stop it. Yeah. We're not gonna, I'm not gonna let you kill me. Can we play this every day at a certain hour on the radio until people wait? Isn't it sad how mind-boggled I am by something so normal? Yes, that's the greatest women's tennis player of all time. Oh, my God. Flat out saying Andy Murray, who I don't think anyone would consider the greatest men's tennis player of all time. Right. Okay, would kill her in five minutes. Yeah, the worst man would still destroy. And, my brother, and, growing up, he, he and I played competitive tennis. Mm -hmm. I trained seven days a week. He trained maybe once a week on a good week. Mm-hmm. With his left hand could destroy me, 6060. Yeah. It's insane. And then we're going to pretend it's normal because we don't want to. We don't spend anybody. But that's where I think the win is in 2023. I think people are starting to feel comfortable it. acknowledging. Like she couldn't say that still. We're not there yet. No, like so we'll keep replaying that. Yeah, we'll keep Until she does. Just so everybody understands, that's where we were in 2013. I was 12. The good days. Ten years, ten years ago today, you could be honest with people in public. She would lose Nike sponsorships for saying that. Yeah, it's true. It's sad. And that's that's a bad commentary. But you know what the truth is? If we were going to point to a little victory, I think that was a gain for us as a society in 2023. I think when you talk about sports in 2023, we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, the crossover between sports and entertainment, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Oh, I thought you meant like celebrity boxing. And oh, like, we can I get know. into it. Oh, we'll talk about it all day. I love uh, Travis. I love Taylor. So there's like this prank where it's like you ask a man, can you believe Taylor put Travis on the map? And they get so triggered. But truth be told, yeah. I didn't know who the hell Travis Kelsey was. Okay, fair. Before Taylor Swift. <laughs> so maybe well, she did. Well, uh, it's a win-win because obviously the NFL is getting that crossover of you yeah. know, all of these Taylor Swift she fans. She was time person of the year. How about that? That's, that's and she's, uh, you know, she's brought a lot of people over to the NFL. Obviously the NFL, she's brought some of those viewers to her movies, which I'm happy for. It's, it is about time she's caught a break in showbiz. 
you know, she's this is a girl who's really struggled, and you know, the idea that we can finally give Taylor's career a bounce, I think, is it means a, a lot. To, I feel like Taylor's arguably em, one of the most famous people in Emily history. Emily Austin is here, and she doesn't get sarcasm. Anyway. Oh, oh my God! I thought you said that so seriously. How am I supposed to? Say? He got me, guys. The guy has a delivery man. I'm like, do you? Maybe you're one of those men who are like, I can't believe Travis put Taylor on the map. No, and I'm like, God. come on, Austin, whose side are you on? <laughs> uh, who do you think should have been? And I think it's, I think it's close because I think Taylor did a lot of good in the world. Because this is the truth: when people argue with Time Person of the Year, okay, I actually have an affinity for the superficial people winning it. Because it means they gave us escapism. Mm -hmm. If you spent a significant chunk of this year focused on the NFL and pop culture, that was a better dividend for you emotionally than focusing on whatever general or person did something on the battlefield. Not that we should be sliding them. They're doing a far more important job. But I think we need more escapism in this day and age than in any year of our lives. So I could argue that she should have been person of the year. My question for you is, though, did we slight George Santos given his (laughs) achievements? I mean, this is a guy that's cured polio. He fought the Nazis. <laughs> the 2,000 people he saved on the Titanic alone. You don't, you don't think that's worthy of merit? I, I think his most is meritable award. Uh-huh. Meritable yeah, deed. Listen, I went to community college. You're damn, well, damn right <laughs> it is on this show. Meritable deed is the fact that, you know, like, when you're going to do fraud when it comes to, like, your donations, make it worthwhile. This dude went to Sephora. Yeah. Like, I have to respect that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Being a Sephora avid shopper. The point is, it's not that story where you hear someone was mugged and killed for $8. Yeah. It's like, all right, you you committed murder. The guy had 82 grand on him because he just lost the casino. I I still don't like it, but at least you went out. Who was time person last year? Elon? You know what? This is a funny, funny. It was Zelensky. What? Yeah, which, again. What What did he do for time in America? It's funny that this year that we gave it to a pop star who's dating a football player, both of whom were dressed better than last year's person of the year, which was a president. Uh, But yeah, he took a lot of Venmos from the U.S. That's Mm -hmm. what he did last year. I I would make Elon person of the year for like the next decade. You know, you could say that. I agree (laughs) with that. Uh, This is what I run into with Elon. Tell me what you think about this. I think the greatest thing he did in the world was buy Twitter and decriminalize conservative viewpoints because yes. it had to happen on a social media platform. But I think or Tesla. Yeah, well, there's that. But I'm saying <laughs> in terms of this year. Um, but I think the liability has been because he is politically active. I think he's making it easy for people to discredit the viewpoints on the app. Of course. Yeah, I think he should have bought it and got out of the way. But I think part of the reason he's in the way is it also boosts engagement. One thing I, I was questioning as an Israeli, I can admit this. Mm-hmm. When he went to Israel, I think his message would have been so much stronger if he had not politicized it. Yeah. Like, you did not have to post Benjamin Netanyahu, yeah, especially yeah. who's right now in the heat of everything. Yeah, like, yeah. you could have went to Israel, showed the horrors, and not politicized it. And same thing with X. Like, the best thing he's ever done is community notes. Biden gets community noted every it's, day, but so amazing. do conservatives. Yeah, yeah. But now Elon himself seems to be amplifying conservatives which which selfishly i love but you're right it's yeah. like repulsing people to run to threads which i don't think is yeah no threads a whole to do in mark zuckerberg that was one of the bigger controversies of the year is that elon might have fought zuckerberg now remember they were talking and they were hyping about that now you as someone who covers sports um i was trying to explain to people that as much hype as there was surrounding this fight at the end of the day it was going to be really underwhelming because they're nerds they both grew up nerds. Yeah, and but it's still Elon and No, no, suck. I get that there's a significance to it, and we'd all watch it. What I'm saying is the quality of the fight. Like, Obviously. one of them would actually cry. Would cry. Probably Zuckerberg. Nerds are emotional. Yeah, no, it would be Zuckerberg. No matter how much he's trained, people are like, no, no, he's an MMA guy. 
Zuck? Yeah, that they try to say that. But oh. the point is, when you are worth like $100 billion, the guy who you hire to kickbox with you is pulling punches. Right. And he'll let you get him in a headlock and get him down. It's like, you know those celebrity hunting clubs where they stack the woods with so many deers, the deer shoot themselves. It's impossible not to come home with a deer. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, if they, they have that with fishing too, where there's no actually way. more fish than water. So if you're willing to take a selfie with a rod, you catch 71 fish. And you're like, I should have I a show on there. ESPN. I need to go there. Yeah, well, that is what probably Zuckerberg trains with. Yeah. You know, so he's probably is going to cry if he gets hit. But then, I still love to see of it. course, and Elon's like a, a a dumpy pothead. I love him, but I'm saying he's like a dumpy. At least pothead. he's like bigger. He's a bigger, chunky I'm guy. I'm sure he could throw a punch. But he's also at an age where if you carry in that kind of belly, you could have a trigger heart attack. How old is he? Uh he's like fifty. In his 50s. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we could fact check that, but we don't fact check the rest Anything of the show, else? so why should we start now? Just because Emily Austin showed up. <laughs> uh, last thing, as we talk about 2023, put a bow on it, we should probably look forward to 2024. Do you have any predictions for 2024? Do you think someone's going to win an election? I don't care if you don't. Do you care if someone's going to win the Super Bowl? Do you think the world's going to get more contentious? Do you think somehow in the face of all this electoral division, we're going to downshift? What do you think's going to mm. happen? I think I have no freaking clue about the Super Bowl. I don't even know like who's doing well NBA. Right now. What do you like in the NBA? You're around the NBA a lot. What do I like? I don't yeah. know. Right now we're in like this weird part of uh, the in-season tournament. Yeah, which yeah. People are going to Vegas. I still don't get it, and yeah, nobody no, does. In my last interview, I asked the Spurs player, mm-hmm. "So how are you guys do doing in the in-season tournament?" He's like, "I have no idea." <laughs> so he <laughs> doesn't know. Don't expect. Literally, he yeah. said. We show up. I know if we win, we make money. And I'm Every, like, bet. All at right. The, at the end of the day, 90% of society is Marshawn Lynch from the Seahawks. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Literally. And I think that's the best way to describe 2023. That's going to do it for the Fox Cross America Game Ball presentation ceremony. I am back all over your TV this coming week. If you happen to be in Tyler, Texas over the weekend, check me out at Texas Music City. Me, Lincoln, and Uncle Mikey in the house, signing books, doing shots. It's going to be a banger. We'll see you there. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.